0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Between Bars, a poetry podcast in which we not only share poems, but explore the inspiration behind the bars. I'm Lee, your host and resident poet. Today's episode was recorded the week before Mother's Day. While one might expect a tribute piece in honor of the occasion, I wanted to share a poem that speaks to the daily lives of mothers and the lives of women in general. I settled on Sabbath, Which is a piece from my poetry collection, Black Pearls. Let's listen. Sabbath. At any given moment, a Black woman who juggles roles, responsibilities, and emotions while ducking the bombardment of racism and sexism is gradually losing her rhythm. It is undetectable to the naked eye. The way her graceful hand movements grow slow and methodical, the occasional stumble in her fluid steps. She misses a beat, but recovers quickly. She misses again, resuming less convincingly. Her hand eye coordination worsens and her legs grow wobbly. She fumbles the items she juggles and finds herself too heavy to dodge the world's follies. She watches in disbelief as her roles, responsibilities, and emotions fall from her tired hands in slow motion. She stoops to the ground, scrambling to retrieve them and reconvene her familiar routine before anyone notices. But in her haste to return to her feet, she misses an opportunity to regain composure. If she would slow her pace long enough to breathe. Let the pieces of her life fall where they may, sit cross-legged among the debris, and still herself long enough to sit in God's presence, she would remember that strong black woman is not a name he gave her, he knows her as daughter, he calls her beloved. That was Sabbath. To start, I don't want to assume that everyone knows the origins of Sabbath. The word refers to a time of rest and worship. Primarily observed by people of the Jewish and Christian faiths, the Sabbath uses the creation story as a model for how we should approach life. In the Bible, we read that God created the world in six days and on the seventh day, he rested. Now, different people, churches, and cultures observe the Sabbath on different days and in different ways. But however it is observed, the general idea is to rest and draw closer to God. I also want to acknowledge that women of all races can relate to most of this poem. However, as a Black woman, I wanted to center Black women in this piece because those two identities, Blackness and womanhood, add another layer to the experience. So we begin the poem watching a Black woman. All the different pieces of her life are balls, and she's juggling them. Obviously, women have many different roles. It could be wife, or as I said, we talk about here, mothers, daughter, sister, friend, cousin. And that's just on the personal side. A woman may also be an employee, a boss, a student, a church member, a sorority sister, Maybe she's a member of a sports team or of a planning committee. Hey, maybe she's a writer. She's all those things, and each role demands something from her. During the pandemic, so many moms are juggling work and family. That's difficult when the world is normal. So when she's working from home at the same time that the kids are learning from home, and she has to help with homework in between her meetings, it's enough to make her scream or cry. That's right, there are emotions that must be juggled as well. And depending on how busy life is, or how unrelenting those emotions are, the woman may give herself permission to feel them. So those are the things the woman is juggling. But she's particularly skillful because she is simultaneously dodging things that are being thrown at her. The poem says she's ducking the bombardment of racism and sexism. It's the micro and macro aggressions that black women deal with regularly. No matter how masterful she is at juggling the pieces of her life, she can't control when or how either of those isms will be thrown at her. She's just got to try not to get hit and not to drop any of her balls. I wanted to paint this picture because a juggler is on display for the entertainment of others. People watch them in awe and amusement, The audience is amazed by their tricks. And so often we hear people describe Black women in that way. I just can't believe she's so strong, so regal, And it's a lot to carry. So often we as a society see people who are managing completely overextended lives and we stare and even applaud, but we don't have a real appreciation for what it takes for them to juggle it all. Because they do it well, we assume that they do it without struggle but the concentration, the strength, the perseverance displayed, particularly while dodging what is being thrown at them, each of these things is a challenge by itself, but together, they can be overwhelming. As we watch this Black woman juggle, we reach a point where she misses a beat. Now, no one notices at first because she's that good and she can recover quickly but the juggling becomes more difficult because she's tired. And no one, I mean, no one can juggle nonstop without their hands, eyes, or mind betraying them. To make matters worse, the poem says, she fumbles the items she juggles and finds herself too heavy to dodge the world's follies. Heaviness comes not from the things we're juggling, but the things we carry the burdens of our hearts, the grief, disappointments, and betrayals. Oftentimes, we don't deal with them, and we just allow life and people to continue to stack more and more upon them until we can no longer move about freely. When this woman, or in this case today, we're exploring the possibility that it's a mother, can't take it anymore, everything she's been juggling falls from her tired hands. So many of us have been there before. We miss the meeting, or turn in a project that's not our best work. We feed the child fast food yet again. The house looks like a tornado hit it. We yell at the husband. We can't bear to return our friend's call. We tell our sibling it's their turn to help the parents. All at once, everything we're juggling falls to the ground. But one day, after I myself slipped, something occurred to me. There's nothing that says you have to jump to your feet and immediately start juggling again. I recently heard a Black female therapist say that her Black female clients say they don't have time for a breakdown. It's like, I have to get back to my routine because people are expecting a show. Now I'm not naive. I know we all have to get up eventually. But when we hit those moments in which we unintentionally drop everything and fall to the ground, it's a sign that we need rest. So perhaps it's okay to stay there for a minute. We often try to spring back to life without skipping a beat. We want to pick up the pieces and clean up the mess before people start staring and pointing. Because remember, this is a show. But maybe what you need is to sit there. Realize this is life. And as the poem says, sit cross-legged among the debris. I've always considered that a bit of a childlike posture. It not only says that I'm staying a while, but that I'm comfortable and not concerned with trying to appear poised in this moment. It says, I've come to receive. I believe the stillness of that posture and the quiet of that moment is a perfect place to meet God. To be restored, breathed into, re-energized, to cry, to acknowledge that there is a power greater than you who set the world in motion and who will ensure it keeps turning, a time to rest. For this woman and for so many of us, life is performative. She is focused on actions, meeting the expectations of others and even those of herself. She's juggling for the crowd because she places her value in whether or not she can manage all of these things simultaneously, while also dodging the hate being thrown at her. She has given in to the narrative of the strong Black woman and will sacrifice her well-being in order to uphold it. But as the poem says, strong Black woman is not a name he, meaning God, gave her. She can drop the roles and responsibilities sometimes. She can be hit and tend to her wound. She can be less than perfect. The poem says he knows her as daughter. He calls her beloved. Beloved, a person who is greatly loved. That is the name God has given her. She doesn't have to perform to hold that title. She can simply be, and she is loved. That's a powerful position to approach life from. When you're loved simply because of who you are, not what you do, not what you say, not how you look, not what you earn, not what everyone wants from you, then you're able to rest in that love. You're able to stop performing for the love of others. And you're able to give yourself grace in those times when life becomes too much. Now, this poem obviously explores Sabbath as a reactionary practice. We become overwhelmed, things fall apart, and therefore we rest and spend time with God in order to be able to effectively pack it up, pick it all back up again. However, I encourage us to embrace Sabbath as a preventative practice because we are, as a wise person once said, human beings and not human doings. Therefore, we recognize that there are times when we need to simply be, be still and at rest, or even to be engaged in a fun activity and therefore also at rest, to laugh and be at rest, to be present with the Father, and in all of it, being restored little by little so that we're less likely to have to watch everything fall apart again in the near future. I'm sharing this poem today for the mothers, for Black women, and for women in general. Women who know what it means to juggle and who know the stinging feeling of failure when your hands can no longer carry it all. So many people will say that they salute you, but I'm sharing this poem to say, I see you. I acknowledge that you house both greatness and fragility. I hope you also know that God sees you and that God never intended for you to wait until you're dead to take your rest. Sabbath is available to you whenever you choose to observe it. This was Between Bars, a poetry podcast. I'm your host and producer, Cheryl Lee. You can find the poem Sabbath in the book Black Pearls which was written by me, Shirley Robertson, and which is available on Amazon. You can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at Shirley Writes and on Twitter at Shirley. Or you can visit my website, Shirley.com. I gladly accept feedback and suggestions at info at Shirley. Finally, for your convenience, all of this information is available in the show notes. I hope you're enjoying your time on this lyrical journey If this episode resonated with you, please subscribe, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, and or share it with a friend. Thank you for joining me, beloved, wishing you rest and peace and a happy Mother's Day. I'll see you next time, Between the Bars.